0: the five-step process to solve any problem in your business. So the big question is how are entrepreneurs like us who have too much to do and too little time able to build both the business and the life of our dreams? That's the question. And on this podcast, we'll explore the journey to the answer. My name is Brett Ingram, entrepreneur and award-winning product creator. I chose to build a business and have a time for a personal life. And I want to help you do the same. Welcome to Optimize. So one of the uh, most fascinating things, exciting things, and also very frustrating things about business is that you just never know what's around the next corner, right? So no matter what we're currently doing, no matter what the current state of affairs is or how happy and successful or uh, problematic things are at any given moment, the good and the bad of that is that it can always change and it can change really, really rapidly. Um, Sometimes overnight, sometimes over a short period of time. And so um, to that end, one of the things that's really important as a business owner is to have some strategies for what you're going to do or what you can do when problems arise. Because no matter who you are, no matter what industry you're in, no matter what business you run, it's inevitable that problems are going to arise. It's just a question of when, and then it's a question of how well and effectively can you deal with those in order to ensure your survival and your success long-term. And so, um, you know, I'll share a a personal story of my own uh, that's actually quite recent. So one of the big things in my particular business and in my industry is um, email marketing. So email marketing is a big part of um, sort of the thing that I do. And one element of it is, you know, affiliate marketing. So it's email marketing where um, we're sending out Uh, promotional emails essentially to our list and our subscribers with our partners products and other people's products that we recommend and um, it's something that uh, for a lot of people that have digital businesses it's a big staple in terms of what they do right because it's something that um, you can send out mails every day and you can generate revenue every day by doing that so unlike something like say a product launch or a new software release where you're only going to be able to do that maybe once or twice a year, this is something that you can do every single day, and it helps to keep everything running smoothly and to and normalize sort of your your income and your revenue stream. And so, um, it's something that a lot of people get to a point where you know you sort of count on it. you depend on it like you would your paycheck if you were working a job. And so, um, one of the things that happened to me is. Uh, I was, you know, doing my, you know, normal thing and, you know, the stats come in every day and I sort of glance at it and figure out, okay, it's plus and minus, you know, there are days that are better than others, but it's always within a certain range. And then um, all of a sudden, uh, it was literally basically overnight. I woke up one morning and I checked my stats and I noticed that um, for one of the mails, groups of mails that I had sent, I had zero clicks, zero opens. So I started to think, geez, you know, what, well, I mean, what could have happened? Like, obviously, I'm not going to make any sales. I'm not going to get any affiliate commissions if I don't get any um, clicks. And so I started to look into it. And what I realized was one of my email providers had actually paused my account on me. Um, you know, they, they didn't give me a warning or so I thought. I actually found it later in my email. But um, I was unaware that they were even going to do this. And so what happened was um, I got paused, and I had no ability to send mail. And so uh, my first reaction to that, of course, was panic. Um, as soon as I realized that that it was actually shut off, it wasn't just oh there was a mistake or an error in the software. I'll just resend it later today. Um, all of a sudden, you know, I went from sort of that situation of feeling really good about everything to to sort of you know uh, terrified because I was at a point where now this thing that I was counting on was no longer working and I didn't really know what to do. And so, um, you know, I tried a couple of other like quick fixes, like I signed up for another provider and I tried to email, like import all of my lists and everything and, and start sending through that. And, you know, they, they were letting the, the sending go through, but I just wasn't getting anywhere near the results that I was getting, and so I've developed a basically like five steps that you can follow that will you you can solve any problem in your business using the same approach. The first thing was basically to process absorb, you know, all of that sort of uh, you know feeling or negativity or you know fear, whatever it is, right? Process and absorb that. The next thing is really just to move forward, and so um, at that point, in order to do that it's important to develop the mindset of like an analyst or a detective so you go from a situation where you're emotional and you become more clinical you become more objective you become more uh facts oriented and so then the emotions start to disappear and your focus starts to sharpen and that's when you start to become productive and effective and so it's really important to you know make that mental shift and then the next thing was to to say, okay, what actually do I know? So instead of just, you know, going on the the feelings of things or whatever else, um, I started looking into the stats. I started looking into the facts. Like, okay, so I understand that this particular thing was shut down, but even when I ported all of my subscribers to another platform, it wasn't really working. So what happened? Like, what was the problem? And so what I did was I went in and I looked and I looked at my actual stats, I looked at my opens, I looked at my clicks, I looked at my sends, and I compared them, and I compared them against my stats before I was originally shut down, and I noticed a massive difference. You know, I, I, I was getting really good opens, really good clicks, and then all of a sudden it went to nothing, and so um, the next thing was, you know, I wanted to know, okay, well, is this just me? Or maybe there's some kind of industry shift going on or something, problem with the economy? So then um, I started to to reach out to other people. I had already verified there was a big change in my own internal stuff. I wasn't making this up. It wasn't something in my mind or something that I was, you know, just emotional about. Um, I started to reach out to other people that I know that do similar things and asking them. And they, you know, said, you know, plus or minus. Yeah, you know, it's it's a little light now or it's okay now or whatever. So I realized that there wasn't any big industry factor. There wasn't any big economic thing that was causing this. So it had to be something that was more internal to what I was doing. So then I started to ask why I started to say, okay, well, why? You know, why did this occur? Like, why did I go from there to there? When I looked into my reputation metrics for the service that shut me down, everything was still really high. Apparently, they had gotten one email from somebody complaining, not a customer, but uh, an ISP. And so uh, they wouldn't tell me who, they wouldn't tell me any other information, but that was the reason that they paused it. Okay, whatever. So then I started to look into the email marketing industry. And doing research, and I said, you know what, what are, what, like, let, let's just figure it out. Like, what are the industry averages? How? What's the industry average for opens, and what's the industry average for clicks, for email marketing? Not just emails, but email marketing, because that's what I was doing. And then I tried to break it down a little bit further by industry, because obviously in some industries it's a lot higher than it is others, but I got some benchmarks. And then I wanted to find out, well, what impacts that? Okay, so those are the numbers, but what makes one list get more opens and clicks than another? What are all the factors that impact it? And obviously there are soft factors like the relationship with the sender and all these other things between the the prospect and the sender. But the fact is there are also just empirical things that are technological things. And so I realized that there were things like, Um, You know, I, I wanted to also learn when I'm learning what impacts it, how do you maximize it? Like, if I know what impacts it, then what do I do to maximize that? And I learned about things like SPF and DKIM and DMARC records. These are all like records that you can add to your email sending domains to make them more trustworthy. In today's day and age, the Internet service providers are filtering out a lot of email because there's a ton of spam. People don't want that in their inbox. They'll stop reading it. So they have all these tools built in. And if you don't know anything about that, if you're just randomly sending out emails, you have no idea this stuff even exists. Then I learned about blacklist domains and IPs. So as it turns out, even if you have those records set up, which you need to have, if you wanna have your emails delivered, but on top of that, they can blacklist your domain. So if the domain that you're sending from gets flagged enough for spam or whatever, then it can get blacklisted. And that means all the internet service providers will prevent those mails from going through. But it's trickier than that because it isn't just domains, it's the IP addresses, not the IP address of the domain. So if I have a domain that's on my server that has a certain IP address, but I'm sending email through another email sender, whatever server they're using to send that email, it's the IP of that server that impacts whether or not they're delivered. Then the from and to email addresses. If you're sending things to email addresses that are, you know, team or info or support at or whatever, those are all considered very high risk because they aren't personal where you're sending it from. Same kind of thing. If the domain is in an age domain, there's all of these factors and I won't bore you with all the details, but the fact is there are literally it's an entire science in and of itself. You could could have a full-time job just learning how to maximize inboxing for email marketing. And in fact, there are a lot of things out there. So then I started to dig into, well, what are the tools and the best practices? So if all this information's out there and people know it, there must be some automated tools. There must be some best practices that people follow that allow them to get better inboxing. So I started to find that stuff. And I dug in and I found some tools that will let you check your emails for deliverability. It simulates deliverability and it tells you what all the problems are. It tells you whether they're blacklisted. It tells you whether they're, you know, all of these different things and then best practices for how to optimize it. And I learned from people who have good reputations and that are able to send a lot. Then what I did was I took all that information and I checked mine against it. I started putting in all my email addresses that i send from i started to figure out okay you know oh look well this this one's blacklisted this ip is blacklisted this is and so what i ended up doing is systematically going step by step and figuring out how to optimize each one and i realized that even the email sending services that you use some of them that are designed to send email have blacklisted servers so even if you have a great domain a great customer list and those are the people you're sending to If you're sending it through one of those accounts, the IP address is blacklisted so your mail never gets through. That's how complicated it is. But the point of it is that I went from a person who was just mailing and just taking for granted that it was working to someone who had to understand it on such a deep level that now I'm positioned to be able to not only optimize what I'm getting even better than before, but also to prevent it from happening again. And that is really the key. And so the takeaway, because I've been able to, to double and triple, actually, my open and click rates. So the takeaway in terms of the five steps in how to do this is work the problem. Okay, It's an awesome quote from the movie Apollo 13, where the mission control guy, when they have astronauts that are basically lost in space, he tells his team, work the problem. And that's exactly what you need to do, because when a problem occurs, we get emotional. It's very normal, but we aren't functioning well in that state. So it's really important to process that emotion, validate it. You know, it's real. You can't suppress it or pretend it isn't there, but once you've processed it, step one is to become an analyst or a detective, right? Get into a forensics mindset and that will help your emotions disappear and your focus sharpen. When you start thinking about it analytically, like, okay, um, this is what happened, but now I'm in, I'm in fix mode. Okay. This is break fix time. The second step is to collect the data, the stats, and the facts. Okay, We don't want to make decisions. We don't want to be focused on things that are opinion and that we think are true. We want to get the actual data, the actual stats, the actual facts, and make sure that that's what we're working with. So that's the second step. Then we have hard, real data that we're working with. Step three is to determine if the issue is internal or external. And what I mean by that is you validate it against the industry and the economy. If the problem that you're having is something that only you're having, none of your competitors have it, none of your colleagues have it, then it's something that needs to be fixed internally. If it's external, you may need a new plan. You know, if, if some element of the industry out there collapsed and it collapsed for everybody, well, what you're doing may not be viable anymore. That particular thing, you might need to come up with an alternate solution and that's fair as long as you know what you're dealing with. So. Determine if it's internal or external. And then the fourth thing is to ask why. Become a real detective. You need to isolate and determine the actual cause. Again, not guessing, not, oh, it's one of these three or four things that's doing it, but actually isolating it down to the exact cause. So you might need to learn as much as needed and become an expert. That's what I had to do. But the benefit of doing that, the benefit of going through that process and learning is even though it's stuff I never cared or wanted to know about, it not only helped me fix the problem, but it also helps you prevent it from ever happening again because I know what to look for. I know what the red flags are and everything else, and so will you. Whatever the issue is that you're fixing, when you go and you do that, that's exactly what'll happen. And then the fifth step is to just create and execute the plan based on what you know Based on what you know about how to fix it, you create a simple plan and you go to work executing it right away. And when you follow these steps, you'll find that you can go from an emotional wreck to a highly productive, highly effective, highly efficient problem solver, and you can get through any business problem just that fast and easy. Be sure to subscribe so you get every episode and share it with a friend. And until next time, remember, no matter what you want for your business and your life, don't compromise, optimize.